0: What is up and good morning, it's Cody Jansen with you. World Hockey Report Live, coming to you on the 12 Ounce Sports Radio Network. It's Monday, January 6th, just after 8 o'clock local time here in the Great White North. How's it going? What a weekend. I mean, if you're a hockey lover, is there really a better weekend past couple of weeks in sports? I honestly don't think so. I know Canada, we kind of blow up the World Juniors a little bit more than most people, but in general, how can you hate it? What a great tournament. What an awesome event. Seems like every, every year the tournament runs fairly smoothly. Not too often you got Swedes throwing medals over the glass, you know kind of clownish stuff like that so for the most part it all went great canada obviously they win gold that's a crazy game we're gonna break it down sweden they end up with bronze russia's got the silver i always i always find that one weird you know you, you win bronze but you lose for silver interesting We'll break that all down on the show as well. Germany, they avoid relegation. We got the groups. They are pretty much set. There is something we will talk about, though, because there could be changes to the groups that everyone's looking at right now. And, of course, we'll wrap it up. Janner's thoughts. I got a couple of ideas. I still think the World Juniors can be improved just a little bit. It's a little twist, but I, I do think I'd love to hear some thoughts on that, of course. Connect us on Twitter at WorldHockeyRPT. I'm on Twitter at Janner31. Hey, the show is brought to you by Seat Giant. So if you're looking to buy tickets, go to a concert, any event, something like that, you got to go to SeatGiant.ca. Use the promo code 120Z Sports and you're going to save money on your next ticket buying purchase. Can we talk about Canada yet? Oh my goodness. What a win. What an effort. Gutsy, ballsy, whatever you want to call it, Team Canada came through clutch. I didn't know they had it in them. I really didn't. I mean, I don't think there's anyone in the world who really predicted Akeel Thomas to have the game winner. Less than five minutes is a 3-3 game. He goes and burns the defenseman. Choppy little deke to his backhand. Chips it up there. That'll sell a few clothes. For those of you who don't know, he does have his own clothing line. If I knew the name, I'd tell you to go check it out, but I honestly don't. so I'm sure the Google machine will be able to help you. But let's get right back to the beginning. I mean, for Canada, that first period, they, they had their chances. Joel Hofer played phenomenal in the game. He was incredible. And he finished 36 saves. Pretty impressive. Beat Miftikov. And it just... Despite the penalties... Say what you want about them. Most were actually penalties in that game. The biggest difference is is the the North Americans that are complaining about it. I don't think too many Europeans really complain because they're used to a little bit more of a set standard. But for the most part, it's called by the book. It's black and white. And a lot of them were penalties. Even Hayden, that holding, I don't like that as a holding call or whatever he did get. But he knows he's got the guy's stick in his stomach. And he wraps his elbows around it. It's clear. Black and white. That's exactly what he does. So like it or don't. If you don't like a trip, whatever. But here's the reason. Most North Americans are going, oh, gold medal game. Let's get the refs to swallow their whistles. Or game seven. Let's make it an all-out war. That's not how it works. As much as... That is fun sometimes to watch. As much as that's enjoyable sometimes to watch, that's really not how it should be. Not that I think it shouldn't or that I think it should. Because I honestly, I'm on the fence as much as anyone about this. I really, I, I hate seeing power plays and penalty kills win or lose someone a game. But I, I think it was ref fairly in the third. I think it was Dennis Sanko who played the broken stick. That's pretty clear. The puck off the camera. You know, that's pretty discretionary. I'm not going to say thanks TSN really. But it hits something. It's over the ice. You can make your own call on that one. Canada responded well though. You know, you go down one nothing. You're able to tie it back up. two one three one, And you battle back. Like... Just McMichael going hard to the net. I mean, he's Dale Hunter's boy already. So he gets to the dirty areas. He missed a breakaway already in that third. Gets one off his shin pad, goes in. Good things happen when you go to the net. They started to draw some traffic in front. Kind of how the U.S. saw some success on Miftikov. How many times are you going to butcher that? Oh my goodness. Gotta love Russian names out there for you. Then, of course, Captain Barrett Hayden out on the power play. It's a good shot. It's a good shot. He wasn't doing anything crazy during the game. He didn't really look too too hurt or anything. Like there wasn't any crazy signs of like oh he's definitely you know injured out there. Like he looked fine. He just looked like he wasn't going into the battles on the boards, which sure if you're banged up you're probably a little bit hesitant to do that but if that's the game you're going to play then make sure you're providing offense and well he comes up with arguably you know one of the bigger goals in in the past decade for Canada hockey just to tie it and then Sakil Thomas at the end comes through clutch with his first goal of the tournament What a tournament for Barrett Hayton, Alexei Lafreniere, all those guys. I mean, for Hayton, it starts, good first game. They beat the Americans. That second game, disaster, nightmare game, leaves his helmet on. I mean, huge critic. Or all the critics were out in full force, you know. Anytime, anytime a good Canadian can go and attack a teenager, they're all for that. Oh my goodness. It seems like every year there's something now. And I, I mean, I blame social media. I love social media. Like, the, you know, Twitter, Facebook. It's all great for covering events like this. It's an awesome way to connect with people. But oh my goodness, every time the littlest thing happens, someone's going to go and lose their marbles. And it's just it's just a joke. Kind of breaking news from this morning. Not sure if anyone's seen this or not. I just am right now. Um the New York Rangers have recalled goaltender Igor Shastorkin from Hartford. He's been a weapon down there. I think he's got like a 923 save percentage. Had a 950 plus in the KHL last year. Pretty ridiculous. I got it. He plays on one of the good teams, government run teams, whatever you want to call it. So obviously he's got it a little bit easier than everyone else. But hey, they mean business. They're going to bring this guy up. He's got a good chance to be the goalie of the future. Back to the World Juniors. Can we talk about the incredible job that Canada's penalty killers did? I think they had six or seven minors in the game. It was evened up too, though. It was even up. I mean, for Canadians to go, oh, the refs are screwing us here. Well, Canada got just as many power plays. So, like, your opportunity's there. Hard to argue with those uh, numbers. But the penalty killers were phenomenal. Aiden Dudas, he was one guy that really stood out early. And honestly, if not for him, It could be a different game. That's how, you know, there's the games within the game. And for a guy like Aiden Dudas, he's blocking shots, he's taking away passes, he's clearing the puck, he's winning battles. Those little things, if you don't do your job, if you don't do that part of your job, it's pretty damn likely the puck ends up in the back of the net. And if Canada falls behind by three or four, no offense to their third period comeback, But that doesn't happen 50% of the time. If you give Russia a 3-1 lead with 10 minutes left, 100 times, you might come back on them 3 or 4. So let's say it's a 95% chance, just to be generous, that you don't come back. There's so many factors into that. You would need your goaltender to be on point, which Joel Hofer was. You would need your offense to start clicking after 50 minutes of basic silence. Can't allow an empty netter. You know, if it comes down to that 10 minutes left, it's just insane. But for what Canada did to Russia there... Wow, Akhil Thomas, absolute electric. What a way to close out the tournament too. It just felt like one of those years. I mean, Canada's won in the Czech Republic two of the past three years. Now you can make it three in the last four. I said it before, I like this team on paper. If you get a couple of their key pieces rolling, which Hayton and Frenier wear? Ben Joel Hofer? Proved to be the goalie of the tournament? That's without question. I don't care. Say what you want about Anna. He choked in the semifinals, and he wasn't good in the bronze medal game. Say what you want about Anna Felt in Sweden. Same thing. Lost the semifinals. Bronze. He was just fine. Not great. Miftikov, well he only played two or three games, the Russian goaltending mill of him and Askarov, I mean... Brogan obviously loves to hear himself, so he's going to pull his goalie whenever he can. But if you don't have that aspect going, which Canada got with Joel Hofer. And that was against Russia too. So after Dawes gets pulled, Hofer's got to come in cold. And I, I truly think that that could be a difference maker just where he's seen some of those Russian players, how they play, how they shoot, what their tendencies are. And that honestly can make a massive difference in a goalie's mindset versus watching from the bench. So did Dale Hunter get lucky? Yeah, maybe a little bit there. Lucky he got Hofer in time. Because I don't think, this is nothing against Dawes. Nico Dawes is a goaltender who I am super excited to watch next year in the tournament in Edmonton. Because he's got potential. He's now got a taste under his, of world junior international competition under his belt. And I think he's got the potential to be a special goaltender. He's 18. you know. Give him some time. He picked up a win against the Americans. He had a rough game against Russia. That's bound to happen. Canadian goalies have done a lot worse in this tournament. So the top forward in the tournament... They gave that to Alexei Lafreniere. Top defenseman Rasmus Sandin. Hard to argue with his offensive output. I thought Romanov kind of got the short end of the stick on a few things. He was great. He's going to be in Montreal next year without a doubt. I bet the farm on that. He's unreal. Sandin was just so good offensively. And the top goaltender. Joel Hofer to no surprise it, it really shouldn't be a surprise Hofer was phenomenal all tournament and hey he closes it out he gets gold for Canada take a break after we'll talk Sweden's bronze medal win my all-star team that's all coming up it's the World Hockey Report live coming to on the 12 ounce sports radio network That was the sound yesterday. Oh my goodness, what a party that must have been! If only you weren't in Ostrava, Czech Republic. There's a lot of better places you probably could be. But hey, come on. Hope the kids got a couple of beers in them. Hope they enjoyed themselves. It's World Hockey Report live with Cody Jameson. Coming on the Twelve Ounce Sports Radio Network show, brought to you by my bookie. If you're going to play some money, maybe some NFL playoffs, NHL coming up, tons of different options. You can go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code 12OZSPORTS, and they will match your deposit up to $1,000 just for being a 12-ounce sports listener. Promo code 12OZSPORTS on mybookie.ag. All right, it's World Hockey Report live. Hey, there's another game. Oh, there's actually two yesterday. So let's talk a little bit. Sweden and Finland. It was for bronze, I know. Maybe you didn't get up early enough to watch it, whatever. Still a solid hockey game, still a meaningful hockey game. Yes, the bronze medal does mean something to people. I know we've had that argument a million times on Twitter. Haven't given up on that battle. But come on. It was an exciting first period as well. Finland went up 2-1 there. Then in the second, the Swedes, while they started to chip away, they got a greasy one at the end. And they win. 3-2. They get to take-home bronze. They win bronze. They won bronze. They finished with bronze. However you want to say it really doesn't matter. But they're not going home with gold. That's after 52 straight consecutive however you want to see it round robin wins and they have got one gold medal to show for it they've won 52 straight since 2006 one gold medal since that time i believe it's been one gold medal for them since like 1981 i could just be spewing a random number i'm just gonna go off my memory it's not amazing but i think it's decent it has been a long time. And for Finland, they played pretty well. Like the Swedes were defeated. They had a tough game against Russia in the semis. Finland, yeah, they got pumped. But like the last 40 minutes of the game weren't too hard or fast paced. So you thought they had a chance. And then Annen lets one in from behind the goal line. That's tough. That's tough to come back from. Finland, a team who can usually retire, rely on their goaltending. Well, and an sure didn't give them. Uko, Pekka Lukanen. Goaltending there. UPL was phenomenal for the Finns last year. As I said, usually a spot they can rely on just didn't happen. If you're la- allowing an average of four goals a game. When the games start getting tough, not gonna work out too well for you, Sweden. You, they had, I mean, they had a talented team. Hoaglander. that's a tough one for him to get kicked out of that game against Russia. Questionable call. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you sit on. The ref made the choice, gave him the boot. He was solid for Sweden. I still have questions and we will be bringing on some scouts here to talk about him maybe someone from the Canucks organization to talk about Hoaglander. because he's a he's an interesting prospect where yeah he's got a lot of skill he's he's made some flashy plays that get him in the highlight reel but is he a serious prospect for this team is he a guy who's going to come in and make an impact in the NHL can stuff you you can't play any other role in the NHL Other than a top six forward. If you're undersized and skilled. I wouldn't say he's the fastest guy in the world. I wouldn't say he's got the hardest shot in the world. But yeah, it'll be interesting. To see what happens with him. Rasmus Sandine, the top defenseman. As voted on. By the IIHF. Top goaltender was Joel Hofer. Here's my team. I went with three forwards, two defensemen, and one goalie. My goaltender, pretty obvious. Joel Hofer. I said it from the start. I think he should be the starter. He came in, he made the most of it, grabbed the ball, ran with it. Whatever cliche you want to use, Joel Hofer did that. I remember less than a week ago, people were just, bitching and complaining online oh why didn't they give rodrigue a chance they need rodrigue this and that give me a break oh i'd love to just go and find every single tweet and call these clowns out they it's it's such a they finally broke the old boys club they really did They had two goaltenders with no international experience. The Nico Dawes story is incredible. He wanted to play on Team Germany, and they said no before the season. Has an incredible start to the year. Gets on the radar. Starts kicking for Canada. And hey, he earns himself a spot on this team. I don't care what you say. That's a solid backup goaltender. If Hofer and Dawes are your one-two punch at the World Juniors, you're fine. Which Canada was. And Hofer, just just spectacular. Made some massive saves. He's going to be a stud. And the nice thing, he's still got a little bit of time to develop. Because St. Louis right now, how Jake Allen and Jordan Binnington are playing, they're good. They don't need to rush someone into the NHL. They can groom Hofer in. And man, I think they hit a jackpot. For a guy who wasn't drafted to the Western League, that's what it just shows. I mean, that that WHL draft, you're drafting a 14-year-old kid. It's such a joke. You can invite players there early. Cough, cough. wonder who that was. Bring in a 13-year-old goaltender. Write him down as a year older. See what they're like. Sell him the world. Sell him the dream of being drafted. And boom, you get rid of him. I don't know. I think the draft is a little bit early. Honestly, like 15-year-olds, that's probably where it should be so that your next year, you're automatically eligible. But, you know what? Hey, we're not going to be changing that. So, my tournament team, Joel Hofer's in net. On the back end, yes, Rasmus Sandin definitely deserves a nod. His offensive performance incredible defensively he's not bad he's got some work to do before the next level I think before he, he becomes a consistent NHL player fun fact Barrett Hayden with 12 points most points by Canadian captain since Ryan Nugent Hopkins in 2013 had 15 others there's Ryan Ellis, Dylan Strom, and Curtis Lazar Lazar is the only one to win gold and he had nine points as a Canadian captain back in 2015. Back to the All-Star team. Here. This one's not going to be as popular because I really do think that Romanov's getting the wrong or the wrong end of the stick. But Moritz Sider in Germany. That's a massive performance. He helped Germany not get relegated. They knew they weren't going to be playing for a medal. They knew that that wasn't going to be in their options. But for Moritz Sider to be playing twenty-eight minutes a night in in his first five games, so it's full round Robin and the quarter final. He was on for one five on five goal against. Not the quarter final, pardon me. First relegation game against Kazakhstan. He was on for one goal against. Here's his opponents. You've got Czech Republic. You've got Russia, USA, Canada. Are those teams good? Uh, yeah, yeah. They are uh, pretty impressive. How on earth does a defenseman playing 28 minutes a night only on for one five-on-five on five even strength goal against? Incredible. I mean, Steve Iserman has an absolute stud out of... Out of I mean, he's a stud... He's a heck of a defenseman. And you know what? They kind of shocked people, but they did the research. Which is going to mean a lot down the road when they've got their number one guy. Because with him in the American League already, he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's pretty much got the strength. It's just going to take the smarts adjusting to the game. And once he's ready, that's a great piece to build around on the back end. I'm not gonna say he's Victor Hedman, but he's not far off. Up front, you gotta go with the Canadian captain Barrett Hayden. 12 points, comes through clutch. Yeah, he was great. Alexei Lafreniere, another, another fabulous performance. Battling through injuries. He he really just made the most of his opportunity. Finals, I think he was shut down. They really targeted on him. They really uh, kind of held him in. Made sure that he didn't have too much room or any of that. That's Samuel Fogmo from Sweden, though. He was good. He came through when they really needed him. 13 points in seven games from him. That Grigory Denisenko for Russia, you got to give him honorable mentions he was another solid player out there nine points for him but I think Fagum has got to be your third forward on that all-star team he led the tournament in points he was solid yeah maybe he didn't get their uh the the run that Sweden wanted but hey you got to win some of those games when times are tough and Sweden has proven that they can't do that All right, when we come back, let's talk Germany. They're avoiding relegation. They beat Kazakhstan in a big game three. Plus, now that it's all over, groups Edmonton, Red Deer, 2021. Those are sent. World Hockey Report Live coming on the 12-ounce sports radio network. I'm back. It's World Hockey Report Live coming on this Monday, January 6, 840, local time in the Great White North. Show brought to you by Sea Giant. They are... The new ticket buying expert, seatgiant.ca if you're in Canada, seatgiant.com if you're in the States. It's the best way to buy tickets. It's as simple as that. And they're going to give you a discount too. You'll save money on your purchase when you use the promo code 12 Sports, And they're going to give you the funds, Canadian. Don't have to worry about any of that conversion junk. Nothing else. It's not confusing. It's simple. You've got straightforward prices, the lowest fees, everything. Sleep giant.ca. Use promo code 12OZ Sports. Nothing's hidden. And it's gonna change your ticket buying experience. I promise you that. Alrighty, so Germany. They avoid relegation, which to some maybe not shocking. But Kazakhstan was a lot more competitive this year than people thought. I don't know what it was about the tournament. I don't think teams were weaker. I think there were some very strong teams in the tournament, but it was obviously a lot more competitive than in previous years. We haven't had to talk about oh, should they be cutting it down to eight teams or whatnot. It's just all round was a solid tournament. There wasn't too many blowouts. There wasn't too many sleepers. Keep in mind, I didn't watch every single Group A game, Group B, pretty much, yeah. Hey, whatever, sue me. It's the holidays. I want to watch hockey. It's my time of year. But Germany avoids a relegation. And for them, it's pretty impressive. You know, you, you get up from Group Div 1A, so it's your first time in the big dance, And they're able to return enough players to really make it a competitive team. And here's going to be the exciting part is next year that JJ Paterka, Tim Stutzel, um, Hendrik Hanna, those guys are all able to return. I think they've got about five or seven players who can return to the tournament. That's going to be good. And... It means a little bit more. Obviously, Austrians coming in, they're going to be able to return 7 or 8, I do believe. So it's not easy. It's not easy to stay up in the big group. Obviously, I mean, your competition's never been better just the way hockey is nowadays on those the smaller countries. But here's your groups. World Juniors 2021. For those of you who missed it, if you're in Alberta, well... Red Deer is going to host Group B. And right now on paper, it's Russia, Sweden, USA, Czech Republic, and Austria. So this year we thought the group of death was Canada, Russia, USA, Czech, Germany. This one might be even crazier. Sweden's won 52 consecutive games. In the round robin. Since 2006. Russia. Well. They're going to have a little bit of piss and vinegar in their system. After this loss. The Americans. Embarrassing. Disappointing. However you want to put it. They were simply not good enough this year. Czech Republic. Well they were the hosts this year. But they're also one of the younger teams. They can return a good amount. They've always got skill. There's always potential for a Czech upset. And Austria. Well. They're getting promoted. They're kind of this year's or next year's Germany. No, it technically starts this year. It's 2020. Got to figure that out eventually. So, Austria, hey, they might want to try catch a team sleeping. They got the opportunity. What you need for an upset? Good goaltending, shorten the game, win the special teams battle. Right there. That's all you need. Group A, this one's going to be in Edmonton, Rogers Place, big fancy barn. And I'm sorry, but the crowds are going to suck if you have to watch Slovakia-Germany or Slovakia-Switzerland in prime time in Edmonton at Rogers Place. The crowds could be hurting in Edmonton. That's my first thought. Here's Group A. It's Canada, Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, Germany. Group A in Edmonton. So you've got Canada and Finland. Two competitive teams always. Switzerland, they're never a massive threat, but hey, they've pulled off a few upsets in their day. Not really a team that you're scared of, though. Then you've got Slovakia. I mean, they just proved to be a much worse hockey country than Canada and most others. And Germany, who can return a pretty strong offense, but on the back end, you're not going to have Maritz Sider anymore. And that's a guy who plays half the game for you. That's a difference maker. That's a guy who, who keeps things close with elite level teams. Because almost by himself, he can shut down certain lines. Again, for those of you who missed that stat, he's on for one even strength goal. In the first five games of the tournament for him. That is Ridiculous. Just insane for a bottom team to have a guy that defensively responsible. Pretty crazy. Okay, that's your groups. After the break, come back, wrap this thing up. Janner's thoughts, how can we improve the World Juniors? we got to make one change to improve the World Juniors. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that as well. I asked on Twitter, what was your favorite memory? Of this year's World of Juniors. We'll get to your responses after the break. It's World Hockey Report Live. Coming to on the 12 Ounce Sports Radio Network. Good morning. It's Monday, January 6th. Cody James. I'm with you on World Hockey Report Live. Show brought to you by mybookie.ag. If you're going to play some money. Maybe cash for one of those tickets. Use promo code 12 Sports, And they're going to match your deposit up to $1,000 on mybookie.ag. Plons of stuff coming up here. I'm not sure. I don't really have any NHL bets for you today. It's still obviously a World Juniors-focused show. That's on everyone's mind. But looking at the NHL games for tonight, you got Colorado, the Isles, Winnipeg, Montreal, the Oilers and the Leafs, Blue Jackets, and Kings. The Oilers have been playing pretty solid. And they're on the road. They've been putting up some numbers. Here's one bet for you. This is one bet. This is uh, no guarantee, fully guarantee. Take the over in the Oilers and the Leafs. There you go. Make sure you do it. my bookie. Use promo code 120 sports. They're going to match your deposit up to 1000 bucks. So, hey, you want to go put in some money? It's $1,000. So you can put free on the game. Take the over, I'm telling you. Those two teams, no chance. They don't absolutely fill the net. Alrighty, I asked you guys what's your favorite moment or moments from the 2020 World Juniors in Czech Republic. Adam Snow, Hugo Almafelt's performance against Russia, really thought he was going to steal that game for Sweden. And that stick save was incredible. That it was. 100%. That was actually a ridiculous one. Aaron Schultz says the penalty music. Oh my goodness, of course. Everyone everyone was talking about it. I didn't hear it for a while actually. Honestly, it was probably like a week in when the buzz started going and everyone's going, oh, you gotta listen to this. and Pretty outrageous. I don't think it's that bad. Hey, I think it's something kind of quirky, funny. I didn't hate it. 2020, depressed Derek. It says the pure joy and excitement of Kazakhstan when they scored the empty net goal and forced a game three. Didn't watch game two of the relegation, but hey. Pretty big. Anytime Kazakhstan can win a game at the World Juniors. That's incredible. Marcus Boudelier says, I have five. Hashtag McMichael. Would have to assume that's for his five goals. Um, Oilers fan says, Thomas's game winning goal. Who didn't love that? Akeel Thomas plays hero. Dan Duncan says, I'd say how bonkers crazy the arena was after Czech took a lead against the Americans in the prelims. When they needed a point to stay alive in the tourney, Czech crowd was awesome all tourney. That it was. You know, I kind of figured there's really nothing else to do in Ostrava and Trinic, especially during this time of year. But, I mean, a good amount of traveling fans. It's a decent destination for European teams fans. I still really wish they would have put it in Prague or Brno. I think they could have fit more in there. I mean, don't kid yourselves. The Czechs, they upset Russia to start the tournament. They steal a point from the Americans. If you don't think that the O2 Arena in Prague would have been just packed to the brim, bumping twice as loud as the Ostrava Arena, you're crazy. They love their hockey over there. It's not a big soccer country. They absolutely drool over hockey. So yeah, a little bit disappointing. Obviously, you can't always have it in the massive centers. I know people in Canada get all pissed off if we they keep put in Toronto or something. But from a strike revenue perspective, probably would have done better in one of those other places. Who knows though? Who really knows? Here's my janner's thoughts as we wrap this one up. It's World Hockey Report live coming to you 8:55 local time on the 12 ounce Sports Radio Network. Here's my thoughts. Of how to make the tournament better. It's very simple. And I believe. Now this was pretty much before my time. I don't want to make myself seem young or old. But I'm pretty sure it was the Canada Cup days. Where the final was a best of three. I don't know if the World Juniors has ever done that. If they've ever considered that. But how incredible would that be? Think about it. Think about it. The final. A best of three. You're going to see Canada and Russia play each other three times. Well, two. Probably three. Possibly three. That's what they need. That would be absolutely incredible. If the World Juniors went to a best of three. There you go, you heard it first. Janner's thoughts on World Hockey Report. Coming up today on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Hey, you got Glenn's Dynamic Sports Corner. That comes up at 11 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Mountain. Then the Primetime Angles Radio Show with Pop DiBiase. He's taking you through your noon if you're out here in Alberta. Coming back, sports some more live. Dean Millard, the best radio host in all of Canada, takes over the mic. I think it started at, well, 2 o'clock, 2-4 two with Dean Lard. Sports and more live there. Then it's Bourbon and Bad Opinions, Talking Miners with Randall, and it's and anyway, to round things up at the end of the evening. That's going to do it. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Connect to us on Twitter, of course, at RPT. We'll announce our show guests for Friday on Twitter. Everyone, take care. Have a good week. Everyone's back to work. I'm sure of that. And if not, if you had a vacation, well, enjoy it. Not too much hockey to watch, though. World Juniors is over. Bad time to take a vacation. Nonetheless, have a good one. Back here, same time, same place on Friday. Cody Jansen signing out.